0: Welcome to Empowered Men, and this is a podcast about uh, the power words or how they can either build up, tear down, enlighten, inform, educate K- or mislead. Each week for the next few weeks, we're going to uh, we're gonna be discussing grief, the word grief. Now, I'm your host Larry D Johns. I'm an ordained minister. Retired Marine, URA. Uh, I'm a registered clinical social worker intern, and I work with veterans and members in my community. And today, I just want to talk about grief once again. <clears throat> but to be more specific, I want to talk about an anticipatory grief, and why am I crying now? You know, when I started this here. Well, the whole whole intent really was to look at you know our, our country, our, our society, and, and the world in general as we deal with this pandemic, and how uh, so many people are grieving on, on so many different levels, and um, how is it just affecting everyone, and, and, and including myself. And so the whole purpose really was just, just kind of like talk about grief from this pandemic standpoint uh, but things have changed in the last few weeks for me things have changed uh, so right now um, my sister is in the hospital uh, and uh it, it really looked as though that she's not going to make it and so um so, and so hence you know um that's why i'm, I'm talking about anticipatory grief uh, the the thing about grief in and of itself, uh, th- there's no right way or wrong way to grieve. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Elizabeth Kubler Ross, she's the one who ca- came up. You know, uh, the the model of uh, the stages of grief. Uh, first one being denial, bargaining, acceptance, anger depression and it doesn't necessarily have to happen in that particular order you know it, it, you can go from acceptance to anger to end bunch to denial the depression so it, it's, it's it's never a set order and so it's the same thing with with um the, the different types of grief so um so, to, so today I'm just gonna be talking about anticipatory grief. And let me read some to you. So right now, I'm looking at this book. You know, this one, one one book that I'm used for reference is called "Grief Counseling and Grief Therapy: A Handbook for Mental Health uh, Practitioners." And uh, as I mentioned before, I'm a registered clinical social work intern as well, too. So the term anticipatory grief refers to the grieving that occurs prior to the actual loss grieving prior to the actual loss. Now, in and of itself, it doesn't have to necessarily be a death of someone, but it's just the anticipation of losing something or losing someone. It could be your job. Through the, uh, It could be your job uh, due to the pandemic. It's closing down. There's no businesses. There's no revenue coming in. It could be uh, anticipating a divorce. Uh, you maybe end up losing your kids. Uh, losing your spouse, your partner for X amount of years, or how long you've been together, and and, and uh, it could be uh, someone being, you know, unfortunately losing um, the ability to do things that it once that it could do before uh, due to an accident or due to a sickness or whatever the case may be. So you so you anticipate what you have already lost, you know, and so for so for myself personally. I look at my sister right now, you know, and, and and of course, like I said, I'm also an ordained minister. So, yeah, of course, the family's together, and we're praying and everything, but we, we cannot discount this, this um, discount the the um, the reality of of her present medical situation. So we we in essence, unfortunately, we have. Already lost something with her—the ability to communicate, the 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 ability to express to us how she's she's feeling and what she's thinking—to be able to have that dialogue, you know. Um, so so we have already lost that, and due to um, the medical situation that she's in right now, this critical stage, um, unfortunately, it's you know, death—it's imminent, you know. And, and and if you live, you're surely going to die. That's what the Bible tells us, and, and and so we cannot be, you know. No one is immune from death, you know. But so so. But let's let's get back to this anticipatory grief, you know. So and and I see how difficult it is. It's been difficult for us because one with the pan, with the pandemic and uh, COVID nineteen restrictions, it has. It has prevented us from really being able to gather as a family and going to the hospital or the nursing home to visit her. Uh, due to the restrictions, you know, we 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 are, you know, we are subject to only, you know, initially it was only one person a day that could visit her at the hospital. Uh now they reduced, they reduced the restrictions a little. Now it's two people, uh, two family members or two friends that can visit her. At the hospital uh in that 24-hour period and it's it's painful um, um and so when you have lost that when you have lost the ability to embrace your loved one through this through this um through the restrictions of COVID-19 it makes it very difficult for the family and so, once again, so when you when you talk about anticipatory grief, you know there's this 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 all types of grief. You know, when you got uh, normal grief when you you know it's like disagree in the process after the person dies and just going through that process. You know, you got complicated grief. You know, there's different types of grief. Like I said, it's just nothing in in a, in a particular set order. Uh, what takes place is what takes place at that particular time. And so for us, it's anticipatory grief. And so, the, you know, so and some of you may be experiencing that yourself, and 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 then you find yourself crying, and it's like, you know, you may be crying, and, and then you have someone else, another family member, may look at you and say, "Hey, well, why are you crying? Why are you crying? You're crying as though that that, that he or she has have already gone. She, she 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 he or she has already died." And, and that's not the case. So therefore, then, then now you begin to start feeling guilty and ashamed about your feelings and about your emotions because they are true. They are raw, but you just expose that someone else who may not share um, the same sentiments that you do right now as pertains to your loved one. And see, so each <clears throat> each person would grieve differently. Uh, for that person that loved one depended upon the relationship that they had with that individual you know I mean a husband will agree differently uh, uh, for his wife than a child would you know and in the same aspect you know the 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 siblings ad- agreed differently for that for for their sister in that family you know because of the relationship. You know, and what, you had, what you had there. So the challenge is, is to understand uh, where you are in this process. Understand that there's nothing wrong with grieving, you know. Um, and and it, as we talk about anticipatory grief, and hopefully even prayerfully, we'll talk about other grief as well, too. But when you think about this here, one question comes to mind. says, as I'm reading from this book, it says, uh, does it help post death bereavement? So does it mean that when your loved one passed, does that help out with your grieving process? I can tell you. Because once again, it depends on that personal relationship with the individual. The hardest thing is, you know, it's been it's dealing with this uh, uh, particular type of grief, but it's important that you find support. It's important that you find support. um, So with someone who understands where you are right now Uh, It's it's a challenge, Um, you know, especially when you're grieving, grieving before that person even dies, you know, before death. No. No one likes to see their loved one suffer. No one. And we, 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 and I think that's one of the things that really pains everyone, is that when you are in this position here, and you see your loved one day in and day out, or whenever you can, and you only, you know, you, you, you know that it's only a matter of time uh before uh you get the call uh that your loved one has passed so it's it's a challenge you know and sometimes even in this right here you know it talks about you know being able to express those feelings uh one of the feelings they're talking about is having this type of separation anxiety that it comes from you know what does it mean to have that separation anxiety? That separation anxiety just means that you 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 are grieving over that person because they're not there with you. You know, that person is not that person is close to to, <clears throat> to the proximity of them. You know, but they in in, But in essence, because they're not talking to you, and because you can't reach out and hold them, you can't love love on them like you would be because of COVID nineteen restrictions. It makes the whole process unbearable. It's a challenge in of itself. As a man of faith, I know the word of God says to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. The Bible also says that we do not grieve as we all do you know as though we don't have any hope and i know i'm paraphrasing it but <clears throat> nevertheless see when you love someone just as Jesus loved Lazarus and he found out that Lazarus his friend died the bible said that he wept he wept because of Lazarus death weeping only shows your humanity your love for your loved one, knowing that you're gonna miss that you're gonna miss what you once had, knowing that not not knowing that the the the, the day that you walk out of the nursing home or the day that you walk that you leave from the hospital will not be the last time that you see that. Did you did you tell them everything that you wanted to tell? Them? Did you say the things that you wanted to say? That's that's the challenge. That's the that's the, the the unknown is' the one thing that gets us. you know, even as I go through this process myself, I you know and try to process this here, I find myself even at my job today just like you know I'm thinking about my time, I'm thinking about my time with my sister, thinking about the the fun times, thinking about how much I interacted with her and everything. you know knowing that that time would never knowing that we would never get that back again, even if, if, if God was to do something miraculous with because he can. He's sovereign, and God can do exactly what he wants to do because he is so, so powerful. I believe that. But I understand now where my sister's at in relation to in her critical stage that she's in. Don't be afraid to embrace your pain. Self-help. Find that group find that support groups find those individuals you can talk to take care of yourself during this process you know i i I like to you know i got i i have a a a a, a sort of a a safety plan when they're coming out to crisis and it's called uh be safe b s a f e be safe the b stands for breathe you got, to, you got to read, meditate on where you are and what's going on. You got to relax in the midst of everything that's happening right now because it's too much to try to take it all in. So I want you to breathe, get your breath, gather your thoughts. You can only do what you can do. S, self-care. During this process, you gotta take care of yourself. You gotta eat right. You have to exercise, drink water, hydrate, because you can't stop living because what's happening, what's happening right now in your life or your loved ones' life. You can't stop. They will want you to continue to maintain your health. It's just like on an airplane. If the plane's going down, the first thing you want to do is make sure you grab that oxygen mask. You're gonna put it on yourself first, then you're gonna put it on your child. So you have to breathe. And you gotta do that self-care. You gotta take care of yourself during this time. A. Acknowledge how you feel. Acknowledge your emotions. Acknowledge what's going on with you right now. Be able to express that and don't feel don't, don't, don't feel guilty because you're crying. Don't let no one silence your grief. At the same time, you know, as you acknowledge how you feel, you know, but don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, if you need to talk to someone, a professional, whomever, your pastor, your priest, you know, a a trusted friend, but talk to someone. If that's what you need to do, ask for help. Don't be afraid. Elf, you got to focus. That's right, focus. You got to focus. on what's what's important right now. Now is a good time to prioritize your life. Prioritize your life and look at the things that's what's important to you right now. Those are the things that you must embrace. And that leads me into E. You gotta embrace and engage you 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 got to engage in work. you got to you got to hold on to your community you got to you got to you got to embrace your su- support group if that's your coworkers who are there for you and and and, and want to be there to help you through that process then accept that you you got to you 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 got to recognize that you are not alone in what you're going through there are people there that, that want to help you, you know, and um, embrace it. Let me go back to F again. Focus. Oh, and I forgot to mention just Focus on your faith, your family, and your friends, you know, and, and, and that goes to that, that kind of move into uh, the E, which is an embrace and, and engage that support group. Utilize it. Don't, 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 don't. Don't, don't suffer in silence. Don't allow anyone to silence your grief. Yes, you're, you're, you know, your loved one is, 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 is on, on the threshold between life and death. And there's nothing wrong with you crying because of the love that you have for them. No need to feel guilty. No need to feel ashamed or the things that you're thinking about, funeral, uh, 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 funeral expenses, uh, insurance, uh, you know, have that type of conversation. It's not morbid. It's the reality uh, 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 based on the current situation. So be safe. Be safe. Breathe, self-care, acknowledge how you feel, acknowledge your emotions, ask for help. L focus on your family, focus on your faith, focus on your friends. E, embrace and engage that support group that you have, the people that surround you. Let them help you out through this whole process. I hope you got something out of this here. Uh, like I say, my name is Larry D. Johns, and um, today we're talking about anticipatory grief. Um, why am I crying now? You're crying now because of love that you have for your loved one. nothing wrong with that. Uh, hopefully next week, Lord willing. Um, I come back and, and whatever God leads my heart as to grief, I will talk about that. Uh, but I will keep you guys in my prayers. Um you guys keep my family your prayers. And um, hey, let me know if if you are getting anything out of this podcast, Empowerment, E M P O W O R D. M E N T. Empower Empowerment. So if you get anything out of this podcast, just let me know and if it's a blessing to you or uh want to hear something uh something else because we're not just going to talk about grief there's other things we're going to talk about as well too but right now we're going to talk about grief. okay y'all guys take care uh hit me up peace